in a range book. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back to the Rifles Only Accuracy Podcast. Everything Centerfire and Rimfire. Uh, just wanted to reach out to you guys a little bit. This is the day before the brawl. And so in keeping with that, we wanted to, first off, give out a list of the sponsors for the brawl. Okay, so here we go. First, we've got Mile High Shooting, Manners Composite Stocks, Hornady, Defiance Machine, Magpul, Bartland Barrel, Springfield Armory, XLR Industries, G9 Defense, Saffron Vectronics, DST Precision, Sierra Bullets, uh, Reading Reloading, Wilder Tactical, BNT Industries, Magneto Speed, Kestrel, Tactical Works, Leopold, Wee Bad, Short Action Precision, Fix It Sticks, Two Vets Tripods, Thunder Beast Arm Company, <clears throat> Black Rifle Coffee Company, JC Steel Targets, Primary Arms, MDT, Proof Research, Armageddon Gear, Area 419. Did I already say Area 419? Mm -hmm. No, I didn't. Okay, Six Hour, Accuracy International North America, Foundation Stocks, Vortex Optics, Capstone Precision Group, Impact Data Books, Redbeard Gunworks, Accutech Bipods, Target Hanging Solutions, Impact, as well as Frank Galley's putting some stuff up on the table. I wonder if he's around here anywhere. Dang, I heard that guy's in town. He's in town. <laughs> yeah. Frank, thanks for coming down, man. I appreciate you yeah, being here for the brawl. Ride. We, we took a different route. We came through New Mexico, which is actually the route I went home from here through, mm -hmm. like Roswell, but I didn't go Roswell this time. I think I'm going to go Roswell on the way home. Have you been to the museum? Yes, a couple okay. times, yeah, and I got t-shirts from me there, too. so I want new shirts, <laughs> yeah. so I need to go back. But, um, yeah, nice little trip down. Uh, we took the route less traveled, no traffic, and yeah. decent. Uh, we got rain here, but weather was nice the whole way down. Yeah, you did bring your rain gear, right? Yes, I got rain gear. Okay, good, because it's going to rain. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to rain a lot. <laughs> well, cool deal, man. Well, again, thank you for coming down here to, uh, you know, to to hang out with us at the Brawl. Everybody's really looking forward to you getting here, and it's, it's good to have you back on site for another competition. It's been a couple of years, right? Yeah, yeah, the last one was that um, where the Army or the Marine Corps team was here. Mm -hmm. What was that, 16? Nah, it had to be later than that. Or 13? No, later. Later than that. It had to be like then. 18 or 19. 18 or 19, yeah. I was down. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. I put you on top of the on top of the container. Yes, yeah. yes, I you was. Run, I had run, that mat. Yes, yeah, totally. That was a good spot. There. Yeah, that's good. Well, I, I was glad you didn't come down in 2021 because that's when we had the snowmageddon or ice mageddon. Ice mageddon. Yeah, okay. Everything was all screwed up. It really broke nice weather for the match. It was you know clear and everything else, and now it looks like we're going to have rain mageddon this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. It half they're going to have rain tomorrow. It looks like, but half a day Saturday. So yep. Saturday should end on a high note. I uh, so. I've been looking, but who knows? It's well, it's it's. South Texas, it's going to do something. Gonna, well, with a price table like that, it's definitely going to end on a high note. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that never goes anywhere. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So what else you been up to, man? Tell me, what, tell me what's going um, on in your life. Just a shot show. We just got back from shot show doing that. And um, so looking at those things and catching up. But um, just doing getting ready to knock stuff out with Chris Way. Yeah. You know, so him and I have been doing, uh, putting the programs together and then, uh, you know, doing our thing that, uh, getting the video right, getting mm -hmm. all the, um, cause the hide TV will be ready pretty soon to bring you guys on, but hide TV has the training and the videos and the lives now. So like CR2 is on there. Rifle craft is on there. 
and we're going to start loading in the the lessons and all that to the Sniper's Hide app for the Hide TV part. Mm-hmm. And so I've been kind of doing a lot of um, meetings to learn it because I don't even know it yet. It's yeah. so new yeah. that you, I, you basically got to get an education on all this electronics and, yeah. and the behind the scenes. So I've been working that until I can knock it out. Anything stand out or two at SHOT Show? Anything new? No, no, it was us lever guns, dude. Yeah. It was, it was, it was um, maintaining in lever guns. The biggest thing which shot for us, and this has been coming up for two, three years now, is the electro optics. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing the thermals, the night vision stuff, all coming. Like Athlon sending me. Matter of fact, I, I specifically wrote Athlon. I'm like, hey man, I'm going to rifles only tomorrow. Yeah. I said, send me that stuff on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Well. It's getting delivered today. Oh, wow. And I'm yeah. like, I'm here. So, but uh, they have, Athlon's got a unit coming out of thermal, hunting scope, almost half the price of like a Pulsar. Yeah. What, what's there going to be the price point on that one? Oh, uh, like 39, four grand. Okay. Everybody's right. seeming to take those $6,000 units in mm-hmm. the spec for what has generally been $6,000 pulsar style right uh and they're bringing them down to 35 to 4000 mm-hmm. so i saw that was coming up um and so thermals getting big like i said the lever guns the skeletonized lever guns mm-hmm. were everywhere yeah and then um everything else was really maintaining night force does have that little kind of Saddleless spotter mm-hmm. they have that's pretty neat. A mm-hmm. lot of mounting and attachment to it, and it's it's really small. Um, it's just like your scope cutting your turrets off. Mm-hmm. And then um, who else? There was a couple others we looked at. Thunder Beast was huge with the brakes on the suppressors. Yeah. Zero compromise for us. Of course, it's going to have the new optic. Everybody saw a teaser of it, Mm -hmm. but nobody knows what it is. We know what it is. Um, It's what you think it is. And so there's that. There's going to be, you mentioned, um, I can't say anything, but I'll say a company you mentioned that Mm -hmm. starts with S Mm -hmm. and is from Switzerland, Germany. Yeah. Does like zappy things. Yeah. They're going to change the fucking landscape yeah and that's coming i know <laughs> and that's gonna be a game changer yeah i got to play with it yeah i know <laughs> and it's cool as shit yeah i know <laughs> yeah that's the one yeah yep. that's the one yeah we know all about and, that. and it's funny too because somebody <laughs> called me um industry mm-hmm. supporter sub, sub, sponsor huge mm-hmm. like there's probably gonna be 75 of them out here this mm-hmm. weekend mm-hmm he called me and he was giving me code. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Did you talk to so and so? I'm like, I talk to a lot of people. <laughs> Which one more specific? And he was kind of like, This and this. I'm like, No. And then he went, This. And I, Yes, I did talk to that guy. Yeah. And he's like, Okay, we're good because we're all working together. And I'm like, Okay, cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we've been aware of that, of that, of that particular item, knowing knew it's been around yeah. for a bit. We've been aware of that one for quite a bit on it because yep. you don't know right until exactly exactly um and it, but the electro optics are huge i did look at the collis uh three to 28 mm-hmm. very nice mm-hmm. um it, it was it was definitely a worthy upgrade and, and it was really almost the only upgrade in optics mm-hmm. other than leopold they went down with that mark four mark four series yeah. and they're good and, yep. and, and and that's fine but those were the only two 
I think the only difference between the Mark IV and the Mark V, I mean, there's some other stuff, but it's basically just a zoom ratio, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's about and, it. Yeah, yeah, really. And then yeah. the colors and something. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And so that's neat as hell. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, other than that, it was a lot of maintenance. Mm-hmm. I will say the trickiest thing I saw is I went to FN. Mm-hmm. And their AI modules mm-hmm. are scary as hell. And these yeah. were out on the floor. The coolest one and the one I'll talk about um, was the less than lethal. Because mm-hmm. that's going to be the big deal for us, like, in the future, because mm-hmm. they're predicting problems. Right. The less than lethal AI is super smart. Mm-hmm. It knows, and all it does is um, it looks like, a, it, it just, it, it looks like half a flashlight, mm-hmm. cut it in half. Mm-hmm. And then for the user, it's got a red or a green light. Mm-hmm. And so if you're aiming in on a crowd and you're going to do riot control, like in Denver, a big example was during the George Floyd's, George Floyd's in Denver, a cop got fed up with somebody mm-hmm. and it happened to be a reporter mm-hmm. and he Popped them from like four feet in the face with a less than lethal. Oh wow, that that that'll hurt you. That'll leave a mark. Yeah, and it left the mark. <laughs> and of course, lawsuits yeah. and that whole right. thing. This thing can see that mm-hmm. and will lock the trigger. Okay. So if I aim at your head, mm-hmm. it says that's a no go. That's a no go. Trigger don't work. Right. If I aim at your dick, it says that's all go. Right. Trigger works. Yeah. So yeah. So they have shit like that and. I will say there's a lethal module. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And I won't get into that one because it's hyper-technical. Mm-hmm. But the less than lethal was pretty, like, it's either red or green. Right. I'm either going to get you or not. But the weird thing and the cool thing, it's all AI-driven. It'll record everything for 11 hours. Yeah. So it knows what that guy did because it's almost like Mantis-like. Mm-hmm. They know... The, these these modules know the orientation of the rifle, know right. what you're shooting at, yep. and know all these different tricky things that um it's just yeah crazy yeah, cool and in the future scary <laughs> I know I know believe me yeah we've been we've been seeing a lot of really really weird stuff come through here you know and you're mm-hmm. you're sitting next to a lot of it <laughs> yeah no I get it and, <laughs> yeah. and you know the crazy thing and I'm laughing is it's like because they're talking like the UFO disclosure and mm-hmm. shit the funny thing is they're talking about that grush guy yeah and the Pentagon and all that and 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 I'm looking at it and quietly I'm going you should just go to DOE they're gonna move it and they'll have a note <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. but I'm like, the alien people are right there and you're chasing that guy. Yeah, Go exactly. to the alien people. Go to the alien people. Yeah, sure. yeah. So I, was, sure. I so I thought that was funny. Right. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Alien stuff. I've been watching the videos from uh, Peru. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And then um, I, I looked at the Nazca mummies. Yeah. Trying to figure out what that is. And I think yeah. it's a cake. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 it's caliche. They yeah, just put caliche. Yeah, I think it's caliche. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I talked to I talked to a bud over in in Florida a little bit about the about the the mall thing. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's just I, I got the party line, brother. I got the party line. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I just um, nope, nope, not nothing. That was just some, you know, just some misbehaving kids and shit like that. Yeah. Kind of like I could see the I could see the freaking air quotes over the phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah, no problem. But yeah, well, the, we've been like I said, we've been getting 
getting ready for the brawl. We just finished the train up and I got um, several youth shooters on this one, which has been nice because they've been here for the train up and then they've been out like murdering pigs out in our north pasture. Oh, nice. Yeah, since they got here, they've been tearing it up and they got to shoot. They got to shoot some full auto stuff and my new 22 Gatlin gun. They got to shoot that. I think someone brought in like, I think it was 5,000 rounds of ammo. That's Brett's and, kids, right? And yeah, then the, yeah. I don't see the girl yeah. who that, yeah. I don't know who she is. Or... Yeah. And they, they, I think someone said they, oh, he, he brought in 5,000 rounds of ammunition and never go through that. And the kids were like, challenge accepted. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> challenge accepted. It went really good. Well, cool, man. Um, Let's, uh, yeah, you got a question yeah, in there, so we can definitely right look at it. was yep. a pretty detailed question, it so is, you could have it to is. read it through for people. Yep. I have a topic, group size expectations taking into account rifle type, bolt versus semi, and magnification variables. What are people's realistic expectations versus the internet? 25 or point two point five or, sorry, quarter MOA, one whole groups, example. Bolt gun 308, Night Force 2 to 5 to 20, um, semi-auto with a 16-inch stainless, Night Force 2.5 to 10, uh, semi-auto with stainless, Night Force uh, 1 to 8. Uh, okay. What do your, what do, does your experience expect different outcomes from each platform? Is a shooter that expects the bolt gun size group out of a 1, and eight, one to 8 semi-auto going to be frustrated when those, got, those groups do not appear? Is it fair to expect all three to be the same when they are all different? A hundred yard prone bipod in the rear back, all three shooting factory, air quote, match ammo. And so we're looking there, a bolt gun 308 with a Night Force 2.5 2. to 10 versus a semi-auto with 16 inch stainless, Night Force 2.5 to 10 versus semi-auto with stainless, Night Force 1 to 8. So I think our variations there is gonna be barrel lengths as well as power on the optic. One's a 2.5 to 20, One's a 2.5 to 10, and one is a 1 to 8. So Yeah, it's a complex question, but I mean, we have answers for it, but I would look at it as different uses, so I'm going to see different, like the 1 to 8 I'm looking at in a different way than the right. bolt guns. But um, yeah, go ahead. You can start it, and then I'll... Well, it, it kind of goes up with one of these things when you start thinking about, you know, what what sort of, of semi-auto, you know, we're talking about a 308, and so a long time ago... I had a conversation, a very extensive conversation with George Gardner back when he was pumping out those AR-10s. Uh, you probably remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, the AR-10. Yeah, they, um, you know, real, real accurate guns. And so we were having the conversation, you know, what's more accurate? Is it going to be the bolt gun or is it going to be the semi-auto? And his, his idea was there's no reason that the semi-auto cannot be just as accurate as the bolt gun. Right. And for a lot of reasons on how the barrels are made and how they fire and everything else. And then I presented to him, yeah, but here's the thing. Every time you pull the trigger on semi-auto anything, whether it's, you know, a large frame AR, uh, a regular AR a carbine or, you know, M4 or even a semi-automatic handgun, you get three distinct recoils. Mm-hmm. And the first one is when the gun goes off. The second one is when the bolt and bolt carrier group come to the rear and they eject the spent casing and then a counter recoil whenever the gun reloads itself. And so I've, I've talked to this in class a couple of times. Oh man, whenever I'm, whenever I'm shooting my M4 and this is the guys who shoot M4s a lot, whenever I pull the trigger, I just feel one recoil. I said, okay. So Whenever you passed out the last round and it locks to the rear, do you think you have a malfunction or do you think you're out of ammo? Well, I think I'm out of ammo. I said, yeah, because that lizard part in your brain didn't pick up that third counter recoil. You know you're out. That's mm-hmm. why you start going for a new magazine immediately. The The thing that gets me on this question, and I'm thinking that it's going to be one of these things that that, that I'm saying this because I'm getting older. Um I'm not sure I'm going to be able to see very well, you know, using a one to eight scope. Right. You know, I just, I'm that's not a minute, a man deal. Yeah. And that, you know, that, that's, that's the purpose of that. If I had, if I had a weapon like that speed, right. I'm just yeah, going to go fast, yeah. get a flash 
sight exactly. picture and go for exactly. it. Exactly. My, I'm not worried about you know, half a minute accuracy or anything like that because that gun is obviously set up for working inside a house or across the street or something like that. And you start to get out into the other ones, you know, the semi-auto uh, 16 inch with a night force two and a half to 10 that tells that, that to me is a designated marksman gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like a, that's like a 600, 700 yard gun and not that they won't go further because obviously they will. Uh, but that, that's a designated marksman gun. So it's not, we're not really using that gun for that kind of precise accuracy, but then you get up to the bolt gun 308 night force two and a half to 10. Okay. Well now we're talking, now I can see to where I can want to go and measure my group size and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I know that this gun is, this gun is significantly, uh, different just for, it, it seems like it's a bolt gun. It's made for right. a different purpose. So yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, the- I, I have a whole line on this question. Kick it. One, this question is from 2003. Mm-hmm. It, negates all the work we've done for the last 20 years on semi-automatic shooting. Mm -hmm. It negates all, because it's asking about internet myths and legends. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't understand where ARs are today and accuracy machining and all Mm -hmm. that, the barrels. Like a a great example. So JP, the Valkyrie comes out. JP's like, hey man, I got a semi for you and the whole thing. I knew he was going to get brought up in this conversation. Yeah, well, because they're super accurate. Seekins as well. And I jump into Seekins and and I'm going to bring that up in a second because I got, I just got a bunch of Seekins um, SP10s in. Then I go and I get this gun and I'm going to fly. Is right. I, 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 as soon as I get the rifle, like, a month later, Hornaday comes out with the 88 grain ammo. Mm-hmm. I don't even get to zero at a home. I got crazy winds. It's terrible. And I'm flying to Tennessee to shoot Gary Larson's Guardian match in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So I bring the rifle and the ammo down there. From my Colorado zero in my 18-mile-an-hour wind, mm-hmm. I was eight-tenths off of my zero in Tennessee. But I had a day to kind of dope the rifle a little bit down there on some limited targets. I shoot it, I dope it, it's shooting really good, everything's great. I shoot Gary's match and I come in 14th, I think. Mm -hmm. So overall, a a semi-auto, I come in 14th. I take that gun and I'm going to go to Alaska with it. And Alaska's got issue with ammo. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, what do they got for Valkyrie? So I call up to James up there because Mark's not going to go. Right. James is going. James. What ammo you guys got for Valkyrie at Sportsman's Warehouse? He says he's got 75 grain American Eagle at $7.99 a box. Awesome. Bargain. Beautiful. <laughs> Dude, get me a case of it. I'll pay yep. you when I get up there. Uh, Jim B. Yeah. From down here is yep. up there taking pictures. Yep. And he's got the same guns he's had from down here. Mm-hmm. And um, the pilot. He's up there. He shoots his gun, and it's one of his best groups. Mm-hmm. I got the Valkyrie, and I'm going to zero with the 75-grain stuff. I shoot. I shoot. And I only see one hole and nothing else. And I'm thinking these horror stories from the Valkyrie now. Right, right, right. I shoot another one, and there's one hole. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, what's wrong with this? I'm not printing on the paper. Yeah. I move my aim and shoot. And the next hole appears. Yeah. I stacked them all and just wiggled it that little one. And I'm like, this gun shoots amazing. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the quality today of these semi-autos and with yeah. our ammo. And so, we and that's not exactly top shelf ammo. Either. No, you know it's I mean? not. Yeah. And so these semis are so good. But then this question negates Chris Way mm-hmm. in the craft drill. Mm-hmm. Because today, if you get on a bench and you're going to do your load development and you come away from it and tell me you're a quarter minute shooter, mm-hmm. I'm going to say sitting, kneeling, standing. Right. What are you doing? Give me the group. The average Chris sees on the first set of craft drills is between three and four MOA. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't matter the platform. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. But that's that's where the craft drills came into really they that's what makes them so useful. Right. But this is what so do you wanna be the you know, load development, bench rest guy? Hey man, come shoot the brawl. I can't. Why not? I'm still developing my load. <laughs> of course you are. How long have you been working on it? Oh, six months. It's almost ready. <laughs> right? Yep. Have we not yep. heard that for a yep. hundred years? Yep. Okay. Yep. So it's like, what are they chasing? I know. I know. And I want you to get out and shoot. I want you to do these things and be practical about it. So I see that question as a 20-year-old question. And today the script is flipped. Yeah. Yeah. I would not be, um, we talked about this, the semi-auto would be our chosen platform if we only can have one. Yeah. And I don't feel the accuracy is that far off in, in slow fire prone 308, as he described, Mm -hmm. I'm going to probably not even thinking about it, at least be three quarter to five eights. Mm Mm-hmm. If I go, like, the Seekins are great, and I'm in there, I got a couple uppers and 260, the thing's half minute. Oh, yeah. You know? And so... But then there's also that component in there, Frank, also. It's the person, right. Yeah. Well, not only that, but we'll get to the person in a second, but uh, there's also the component of the barrel length as well, because a lot of times in my experience over the years, um, the shorter the barrel the accurate, more accurate the guy. Yeah, on the semis for sure, yeah. it happens. And, and so we saw take, that a ton. Yeah, so if you take that little short 16 and then swap scopes off the bolt gun, I bet you the, I bet you it's going to yes. fly. It's yes. going to fly big. And time. I see the same thing because, one, that bullet's out a little bit quicker in the shorties. Yeah. And so the like the what Jacob was saying with the three recoils, it's the mass of that bolt in the larger calibers, the mouse guns, those guys barely feel it. They feel what they need to feel. Mm-hmm. And that's why they feel they have one recoil because they're five, five, six, their little mouse gun. I, they feel it once, but they absolutely know when it's reload versus malfunction. malfunction. Yeah. Right. But when you go to that semi-auto and, and that was the, the smoke and mirrors we saw because we were on the front line of when the Knights showed up. Mm-hmm. How many cracked Knights did we see? A lot. Right. Yeah. We were on the front line of the units getting the 110s. Mm-hmm. And the trigger's not right. The trigger's not right. What's the matter? We're double tapping with the trigger because you're getting bitch slapped by a 308 and you don't know how to shoot it because yep. you think you're going to go free recoil like your mouse gun. But the mass of that bolt carrier is bringing the rifle back into your finger pop pop yeah. pop pop and they were they were calling malfunctions on that they're saying these guns got to go back Why you know? nicely yeah there yeah. was no reason for geisley there was zero i mean don't get me wrong i get it and i will tell you at shot show mm-hmm. mark larue's booth was a tent and it was empty mm-hmm. in the corner where he used to be mm-hmm. there was no one there 
You could not walk past Geisley. It was 30 people deep yep. and 40 people wide. Yep. There is no reason for Geisley to exist. Yeah. Great. They're good. Everything's great. We dig them. There was nothing wrong with that trigger. It was a scam. And it was a, it was an opening that they took advantage of. America, dude. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I'm yeah. not discounting. I'm just yeah. saying that hype that you all hear, they did nothing different. Yeah. That, and that was the thing, you know, when, whenever, you know, they'd say, okay, hey, I'm, I'm getting double taps on this. I'm getting double taps on this. So, okay, this, the, it, it, it is because you're not being positive positive on the trigger and like demanding that trigger do what you want it to do you're just you're basically failure to follow through it's mm-hmm. basically what's going on and that that it was knocking the gun back into their hands so pop up you'd see it all the time and it's kind of like my shortcut for people today with the semi-auto mm-hmm. you don't see as much semi-auto you see a lot more because mm-hmm. of the government people but i see onesie twosie semi-autos that come in mm-hmm. my shortcut today is i shoot them backwards mm-hmm. it's from the reset forward is how i have them shoot it mm-hmm. instead of trigger back mm-hmm. i'm like your first round you're just holding it every round after the first round comes from the reset comes yep. from the backside. and yep. if i s- explain to people you're holding it to the rear r- unload reload reset fire unload to the rear unload reset as soon as you get that trigger reset you can fire mm-hmm. but you're resetting it and firing it from the back because in my mind I find it's easier to hold it to the back mm-hmm. and then come forward when I need it. Right. So after that first round, it's just hold it to the back when I need it, release it and come forward and just pop as fast as I need to or shoot it from that. Yeah. But I'm shooting a semi today essentially in reverse. Yeah. And all it is is just a, a terminology thing to get people's mind behind it. Just but a, Just a training technique. Yeah, yeah. That's all. And, and, and it's because I'm doing so few yeah. and it's a shortcut for me. Yeah. We to, had several in the in the train-up and it was just, it, once they once they figured that out, it's just like, uh-oh, now we're starting to hit shit. Yes. You know? And it worked out really good. But no, I like the question. I like the question. It's but I, Well, because it's, it's blowing up a myth from the past. We don't, yeah. I mean, that you have to differentiate people. We know the buckets that they're in. That guy who's shooting quarter minute and who's chasing quarter minute is playing that little bit of fake bench rest game. And he's either always doing something and he's never doing this. Then you get the guys. I mean, the comp guns today are belly bench rest guns. Mm-hmm. They're hyper accurate. The best barrels, as heavy as they can get. And, and they're trying to steady it up. And again, they're looking for that bench rest accuracy. In my mind, on that comp side, it's it's that if I get that as small as possible, mm-hmm. it gives me more area to fuck up. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm hedging my bet yeah. to to chase that. Yeah. And it's always stop shooting towards the towards the edge of the target. Shoot towards the middle because something's going to go wrong. Yeah. yeah. I, I got this one stage I got to tell you about, man, I, that we're going to be running this weekend in the brawl. And it's um, I'm trying to get people to shoot more slung up. You know what I mean? Okay. So I have a target that is at uh, it's 372 yards. Okay. It's one of those uh, quarter ipsics, you know, seven mm-hmm. and a half by ten, whatever the hell that is, you know. Yeah, third, yeah, third sixty-six ipsic, or something. Yeah, yeah, something smaller than that. Oh, it's the oh, so it's, seven and a half by ten. That's the forty-five percent. Yeah, yeah, little yeah. one, little one. And then at three hundred and twenty, I have a full size ipsic. So I've got a smaller target further away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closer target <laughs> is a full size ipsic. But here's the here's the stage brief. You're shooting from an area where there's a table. Okay, so if you opt 
to shoot from the table, you can do it, but you're going to do it support side without a back. Mm -hmm. Not a big deal. No. You know, pretty easy shot, but it's going to be five rounds. Each time you hit that little target, you're going to get half a point. But if you opt to go sling supported kneeling, you get to shoot the big target. Okay? Kneeling? Kneeling. Mm -hmm. It's closer. It's bigger. And each point, each time you hit, it's worth two points. I'm going to, I didn't bring my sling on my tack ops, but yeah. I brought my tack ops. I'm okay. going to shoot it. Okay. See, I'm going to shoot it kneeling without a sling. I've got plenty of slings here. Bro. I know you do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We got, but no, it's like, if, so if you go five from, mm -hmm. the, from the support shoulder, just standing there on the table, you know, not mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you got something holding up, you're going to, it's almost prone. Right. You know what I mean? But if you do that and you hit all five, you only get two and a half points. But then if you go sling supported, you know, only you get all five, you get 10 points. Right. And so that's trying to get people to do that. And then of course, obviously I have, I have the one stage that's mandatory sling supported, you know, so yeah. that always happens. But this time I, I think it's going to, if I put some incentive in there, maybe we can get people to practice. And it just made, made me think of that whenever you started talking about all the heavy guns. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah. Well, and that's the, that's the thing is where do you find that balance to me? Like where he's talking in his question, those are practical rifles. Yeah, very. That's something you're going to move with, carry with and all that. In and where, out of vehicles and yeah, all that kind of crap. I mean, in, in the, the, the comp guns, guys are doing more and more with them. And there's a manipulation factor. Like, you can always yank weights out, right. change it, and, yep. and and get it to work. But, um, again, it's the carry factor. Are you going to yep. carry it? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about it was, Frank, the, the whole, whole deal. You know, we were doing competitions down here before you showed up. And then you showed up, and we were doing two of them a year. And, you know, for the longest time. And, um. You know, you get, think about how that was, you know, you go out there you're going to go, you got a backpack and you got a rifle slung and there it is. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? And now at the matches, I mean, I, we got golf carts, we got right. side by sides, we have these little, you know, things to carry around. I think it's just because of the heavy damn gun, you know what I mean? Well, it is, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, somebody, it, it, we just had that question come up not too long ago about things to do to save your second day. Mm -hmm. That question just came up where people are like the the, the recoil with the suppressors mm -hmm. or the brakes rather, the pounding of the brakes create ooh, ooh, a problem. By the way, you said you said the suppressor word. Um there was one ordered in your state and approved in 30 days. 30 days. I saw that. Dude, yeah. I wanted to I said I walked in the mile high. Yeah. I said, "What do you got back there?" And I didn't do it, but I said to the guys, I said, "What's back there in stock? Just do it for me right now." Yeah, get them all. Get me one cuz <laughs> I, I ordered at Shot Show the Thunder Beast with the brakes. Yeah. Uh the the recoil reducing Thunder Beast, they're mm -hmm. amazing. And um but they weren't ready yet. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, "Just go back there and get me one. I want to put it in the queue." Yeah. You should just cuz yeah, 30, 30 days. days. Two of them. 30 days. The dude was from here. Well, actually. Chris, no, Chris had his approved in 30 days. Yeah, well, okay. So that makes two that two. we know of. Because the guy, he came down here to a class earlier this year. Yeah. I mean, in January. And he's actually lives just north of you. Mm -hmm. So he went back and he, he went and he, of course, he shot. He shot an ATX here, you know, and so he says, I have to have one. So mm -hmm. he said, go home and, and get, get one. Get one, right, right. So he goes in. And then he goes in and he orders, I think he ordered five or six. Oh, I thought you were talking about Way, because Way ordered two yeah. and his cleared in 30 days yeah, as well. Yeah, this guy ordered five or six. He'll be here this weekend. Okay. We'll ask him. But I, he ordered five or six of them in 30 days. Nice. 30 days done. Yeah. Very, very cool, man. That's very amazing. Cool. That's that's getting good. If it happens, it stays that way. Like I said, I'm going to pop one in the queue just to see yeah, what it just does. just to have it. Yeah. Yeah, just to have it. 
Well, man, that's this is uh this is this is really good. I I need to. I wanted to get you in here. I wanted to see if we could do a a pre-show and a and a post-show. Post show. Yeah. So I figured we'll just kind of limit this one in. I just wanted to let everybody know that you know how appreciative we are of all the sponsors and and all the people that are showing up down here to uh, go swimming on.